Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening to it. It's always great to listen to Dudes With Some Balls, and we welcome you back. Today, we're kind of running back to the Two Dudes With Some Balls format as our third commentator, host, whatever you want to call it. Jacob Booth is on vacation. He deserved his vacation time after his signing bonus we gave him recently. But it's just me and Bets by Rossi. Jordan Ross here with me. Jordan, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Recording on Monday. Just got back from a long weekend in Louisiana, so a little tired, but we're here ready to go. We're enjoying the nice weather we're getting in Illinois, as you are too. So uh, we're talking baseball today, folks. And what better time? Like I just said, college baseball is getting underway. The MLB is what we're going to focus on today, even though despite the lockout, we're still trying to bring some positivity on baseball here as we get into springtime. And so got a little fun little segment for you where it's just me and Jordan tonight. We're going to talk about just looking at teams, looking at a few free agents. We're going to talk about maybe our favorite free agent that's still on the board and what they mean to us, what they mean to a team they could sign with. We're going to talk about our team we're most excited to see play in this upcoming season the team we believe is the most overrated and the team we believe is most underrated. Jordan, where do you want to start this podcast at tonight? Well, actually, I think a good point that was brought up is, yes, we are in a lockout. So for, for you listeners, if you're big baseball fans, now is a perfect opportunity to get it, to get involved with the collegiate baseball right now. ESPN plus has hundreds of games that they're streaming on a weekly basis to where, you know, if you're, more of a laid back watcher of the game. It's, there's a lot of excitement. There's the fans are crazy. It's a good time to watch some college baseball and it's going to be here to the point of the regular season. Hopefully by the time the regular season MLB starts. So especially bringing that up. Yeah. It's something to fill the void of baseball right now. And especially in these non-conference weekends, you get to see a lot of good matchups between teams across the country, other power five conferences going against each other, even some really good mid-major competition even good baseball played at all levels from NAIA up to D2. And even if you get the chance to watch a local junior college, I advise you to do it. Me and Jordan Ross, both JUCO prospects that have ultimately made it to the division one level, but that is tuning our own horns, but just to emphasize college baseball is good wherever you can get it. And MLB baseball will be back. We're hopeful. Uh, there was a meeting today with the lockout. Uh, things are trying to get a little more on pace. I know, not exactly one thing that was proposed was like lottery picks for the draft. And so the players wanted eight teams to be involved in a lottery and they will be like kind of counter proposed four. And then there was like five extra million going towards signing bonuses. I don't know the full details. It's very, uh, as fans, we're very in the dark with baseball and that's something that sucks, but we're here to bring an exciting podcast on you and baseball and not talk about this devastating lockout. I kind of want to start with uh, just starting looking at these teams, things going into 2022, what we know now from these teams. And I just want to go in, what is your, who's the team you're looking forward to watching the most? What team gets you the most excited to watch outside of, I want to say outside of your Houston Astros, because I don't want to pick, you know, I don't want to go favorites here. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I do get excited to watch the Astros play. But for me, I, I really enjoy watching the Blue Jays play. I know that Simeon had left, but that team is so young with Kevin Biggio and Guerrero and Bo Bichette. They're just a lot of fun to watch. I do think that they need to maybe tighten up the staff a little bit before they become a legitimate contender, especially in the East with the Yankees and the Red Sox. But th- every time you turn on a Blue Jays game, it's light tower power. It's a lot of fun to watch. So uh, that's a good team to pick. I, you know, I kind of I don't forget about them, but I just never I kind of disliked them last year but I did like them at the same time because I like their young talent, but they were competing with like the Mariners for a wild card spot. So 
they had some important series against them late, but like they're a team you really like, or you kind of are trying to hate and that's going to form within the next five years, depending on their success. But that's a really good team to be excited for. I went a little different route because this team was like, had big hopes in 2021 and a lot of projection for them and then kind of injuries and some other things happened. Uh, I'm going with the Minnesota twins. Uh, I like their lineup offensively. I like Jorge Polanco. I like Byron Buxton coming back. I'm a huge Josh Donaldson fan. I think Trevor Larnick is probably going to round out their lineup and he's a very good power bat that can, uh, he's going to develop some more as he keeps getting this experience. Mitch Garver is a fun hitting catcher. So I, I like how deep they are there. Same kind of thing we talked about in Toronto. Uh, they don't really have a good pitching staff. I think Dylan Bundy is projected to be their ace right now. He was eight, nine with almost a five ERA, but he's also projected to be on the 60 day IL when the season starts. But uh, Bailey Obers is going to be their number two. And if you haven't heard him yet, he had a four, three ERA, but he's pretty good at projectable arm. And I think that's a good spot for him to be. It's the number two spot in their rotation. I just like Minnesota. I think the central outside the White Sox is very open to see maybe a sneaky wildcard team come in there. So I think Minnesota, especially with how well they were projected to do, I like them a lot. Go twins. Yeah, that's a good pick. And I guess we kind of take that AL central and kind of segue it into the next one, kind of who, who I guess, who we think is the most underrated team uh, in the league. And I think I'm going to go, you know, this is very early, but I really like the tigers. I oh. like, the, I like that they got AJ Hinch and as their manager, they went out and had two big free agent signs with Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez, I believe from the, from the Red Sox, mm-hmm. um, they were feisty last year. Like they were below 500, but they, for the most part, they like outperformed what many people thought they were going to be at. So I think they're on pace. Like I said, with AJ Hinch in there, um, he's a good manager and he's a proven winner. And I think that teams can only really continue to get better. I love it. I love it. That's why I went boom. When I, when I said it, that's exactly who I was going to go with you Detroit fans. I know it's been a, Dark couple of years out there, but you Detroit fans, this is a good time to root for the Tigers. I believe Spencer Torrelson's going to be up there, who's the you know first overall pick. Uh, Cabrera is going to move to that full time DH spot. Obviously, you got the the chippy, exciting Javier Baez. Love him or hate him, I'm not the biggest fan on him, but I respect the way he plays. I think a big thing right there is your backstop position getting filled in with a trade from Tucker Barnhart right there to man down the staff, a younger staff. I love it, and how can you forget Badu and left field he was one of the most fun players outside of jazz chisholm who i enjoyed watching last year just a really fun detroit team so i i do agree with you so that's weird my team that i'm most excited to watch is in the al central and my underage teams at the al central maybe the white sox got something to stir about i'll tell you what my 2023 team if we're getting more in depth here the most excited team to watch would probably be the kansas city royals with how many prospects they got going in so the al central for the next few years could be a really fun division to watch and that's all I got on it. Um, White Sox are going to be good. Royals are definitely going to be good soon. And then Tigers and Twins look like they got something stirring up. So with that being said, who do you deliver your most overrated team as we head into this new season potentially? Well, for the most overrated, I think, and I do have some bias here, but I think you could crown either team in the Big Apple. And I think, you know, I really think the Mets – see, I want to say the Mets just because they've struggled getting there um, to the postseason. They did go out, get out, go out there and get Scherzer, but they're losing Baez, obviously, in free agency. But I also think that that NL East is going to be very hit or miss this year. You look at the Braves coming with the opportunity to repeat. Still haven't re-signed Freddie Freeman. There's rumors that he's not happy with the contract negotiations right now in Atlanta. 
Jorge Soler still hasn't signed anywhere. They haven't been able to sign Rosario back. They haven't signed Jock Peterson back. So there's still a lot of unknowns in Atlanta. Washington was pretty bad last year. And, you know, Miami, I still think is going to be young and up and coming. So I do think it, if you look at on paper, I think it's the Mets division to lose. And then in terms of, you know, the, the Yankees, I, I, I mean, you can discuss the Mets too, because I believe you, you think that the, the Mets are pretty overrated, but the Yankees have just continued to show me that they can get to the postseason and can't really capitalize on it. That's a perfect take for the Yankees. I agree. The Mets, I think it's an organizational problem, not just not a talent problem at this point. Uh, the trades they've made just don't pan out. I don't know if it's a development thing or just the, the, the way the team blends. I'm not really sure. I'm not inside the clubhouse. I'm not inside the organization, but yeah. I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's their division to lose right now because I, I think I think the MVP in 2023 is playing in that division in Ronald Acuna or in 2022, excuse me, MVP in Ronald Acuna Jr. as well as he comes back from you know his injury because he I think undoubtedly I think he was going to win the MVP in 2021 if he doesn't go down. Um, that's not a super hot take based on the start he had, but. I think that's a really good team to pick there because I think me and me and Booth before we brought you on the podcast did like a, per, a predictions thing for the upcoming year. And I said, the Mets were going to miss the, they weren't going to win a division and it, they might miss the playoffs as a whole. So I love that you're on board with that. I, I think my team's the Red Sox, you know, they came off a really good la- a year last year and it was kind of an unforeseen really good year. I don't mind their lineup a lot. I think they have obviously the star potential, but I think the problem is they didn't add anything to their lineup. They didn't add any depth yet. I mean, it's so early too because of the lockout where things were just getting heated up with free agency, but they didn't seem like they were in the market, very hungry to go after these big name, big name players. Uh, I didn't see anything in their pitching rotation that I love outside of Nathan Avaldi and Chris sale. I don't really like their starters. Uh, all of them are 500 or below after those two with almost all of them being in the fives in the ERA. That's their projected starting rotation next year. I think the AL East has some teams that can bang the ball. New York obviously can bang the ball. The blue Jays, might be a pick to win the AL East this upcoming year. Like you said, in terms of the most exciting team, the Rays are always going to be there. They find ways to win. And I think the Orioles will have a better year than what they've had in the past. So, uh, you know, it's got a tough division as it always is, but I don't like that the Red Sox didn't do anything and they're going to be projected as a team again to be like, oh, we're going to go to the World Series. I don't see it. And they tend to have a pattern of like good year, bad year, good year, bad year. So this would technically be their bad year. So most overrated team, Boston Red Sox in my eyes. Yeah, and I, I think they were kind of one of those teams that got hot at the right time to where last year where they kind of had the chips fall fall in place. I guess circling back on the NL East, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next little bit once this lockout is done. Just in terms of we talked about how close and how there isn't really like a team that sticks out in that division with some of the free agents that are still out there. It's going to be kind of who's willing to spend and that could be the biggest difference in them making the postseason or not. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the names out there right now, you got Correa still unsigned, Bryant still unsigned, Freeman still unsigned, Story, Castellanos, Jansen, Rizzo, Conforto, Carlos Rodon, Kershaw. So there's still a lot of big, big names out there. And these teams, I think, once this lockout is done, um, they're going to be pretty eager to spend because it's going to be a quick turnaround before the baseball season gets rolling after the lockout is over. Right. That whole development period of your younger guys and, uh, you know, seeing how your prospects are in spring training and whatnot, unless they fully delay the season back to have a full spring spring, it's kind of out the window. Now you need the guys who are established. So these teams who have the money, who are already in play, you're probably right, are going to push the pedal a little bit harder coming out of this lockout if they can to win. Definitely 
things are going to be weird, thrown off. It almost feels like we're punished again as baseball fans, like it's a COVID season, unfortunately. But that leads right into the free agency market like we want to talk about. Out of all the unsigned free agents that didn't get signed before the lockout, what is the one that you key in that you look at that can make or break a team? And what happens maybe if they sign somewhere that you're feeling? So I'll give you two because my first one I think is going to be pretty obvious. I think if you're the Houston Astros, you're Jim Crane, you got to re-sign Carlos Correa. There's a reason you drafted him first overall. You, When you draft someone number one overall, you only can hope that they can become the type of player that Carlos Correa has become. So to draft someone number one overall, you got to be willing to pay the man. Uh, he's put in his time with the organization. He's brought them to three different World Series. Uh, I think you just got to pay him. Like, at the end of the day, that's part of like a backbone of an organization. If you lose a guy like that, you may not get anything similar. It may tear the clubhouse apart. You don't know. You know what I mean? He's such a backbone, pivotal player in that organization that I think that's probably the biggest sign in, in my eyes. But outside that, I really think – I really – like I'm interested to see what happens with Freeman. I know he loves Atlanta. I just don't – it's still early, so you never know where they're at in the talks, but he could end up going to an even bigger market. I know he, there was rumors of him last year potentially maybe wanting to make the move out to L.A. and join the Dodgers. I believe he's from that area, so that's another one that I'm kind of looking at as well. Yeah, I, that's the one I kind of wanted to hone in on, just because it felt so obvious throughout the season towards the end when they the talks of, hey, Freddie Freeman is going to be a free agent come the offseason in 2021 to 2022. And it just felt almost automatic that it was like, oh, he's going back to the Braves. Like they can, they can afford him, they can get him, and that's their guy. Just like you say, like Correa, that's that's your guy. You've never heard any problems with you know Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves because he's just been so loyal to him. And, and if it wasn't for a cheating scandal, I think no one would question Carlos Correa, you know, potentially leaving Houston other than a money thing. And that really is just a money thing at this point. And what you talk about Correa, it's almost wondering if you would make trades because you you brought up a really good point. That is your number one overall pick, and when a number one overall pick hits like that it's very rare it's very rare honestly that the first overall pick hits is what like as complete as he did so it's almost like you you should be trading guys you acquired almost in the process not to break up the band you don't want to break up the band ideally you want to keep what you can keep but i feel like as an astros you should be trading guys away to free up more space for him because he is he is your guy he should 100 be your guy but that's how i feel about freddie freeman that i'm surprised that the dodgers and the yankees are thrown around and i think if he goes to a team, either of those teams, it's I think it's an automatic lock, especially for the Dodgers, that they should win the World Series. And that's not a surprise. I think the Dodgers were favorited last year after winning in 2020. So he's definitely a name I want to watch, especially for the topic of discussion that we said about, you know, the the Mets seem like they could be favorited with the talent they made, but it's the Braves division to lose, lose in my opinion, coming off the World Series. And so if he doesn't resign there, it puts a big hole for them. There's also another free agent that I've been ringing in the whole time and you did mention him briefly was Carlos Radon, the pitcher, the left-hander. I feel like whatever team signs him is in a really good spot. That's a good left-handed starter. Then that, those are hard to find. Um, I've been hoping the Mariners sign for him. I haven't even heard anything on the Mariners potentially want to sign him, but just being my favorite team, but I think he's going to make a rotation a lot better to plug in in the middle of your starting rotation a lefty come a matchup. I think he's super talented. He had a good year with the White Sox. So that's just one I want to throw in there. And then the last one I want to bring up is I think 
I saw a tweet about it too, and I completely agree. With the uh, whole Major League Baseball going into a universal designated hitter role, if the Colorado Rockies don't make a play for Nelson Cruz, it'll be just utterly disappointing. Let yeah, hit the bomb. Yeah, that's that. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Nelson Cruz. I mean, it just seems like the man is going to hit until the day he dies. So whatever team gets him is basically a shoe in for thirty bomb plus, mm-hmm. and you know, hit three or, or hit four or five in that order, and uh, yeah, you see takeoff. I, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what happens to Bryant too, because especially when you watched him the last little bit with the Cubs last year, as well as the Giants, like he was able to play multiple positions. So he, he could fill a team's needs potentially, you know, if, if, if it's a, if it's a big need in the outfield, he can fill that, that, that role there. Um, third base corner guy, like he can, he can play multiple positions on the field. And I think that's going to help him in this market, especially yeah. once these big shortstops start going off the board. Yeah. I definitely find him the most valuable just for that reason of he's versatile. And, you know, if I remember right, there's a team in the Pacific Northwest that could really use a third baseman and then some help in the outfield if they need to be. I don't remember what team it is off the top of my head, Seattle Mariners, but uh, that could be a good fit. So hopefully, you know, things work out there. And then I'd love to see as much stars come to the AOL, not even just as like a Mariners fan, just the way that things are going with the Rangers, which, you know, I don't want to call the Rangers overrated yet. They have a really good offense. I just need to see what their pitching does. But like the stars are starting to shift to the AOS, you know, Houston, as good as they are, the Mariners signing Robbie Ray, getting a, Frazier in a deal, their younger team coming up. There's some really good prospects on all sides. The Angels obviously have the best player in baseball and Mike Trout. So let's just get the stars all packed in one division and just let them slug it out. So if it, maybe the lockout ends, everyone just heads west. Nicer weather during the summer. It's a great place to be. Yeah, and I think that's the I think that's the weird thing too, like as an Astros fan, where if you don't re-sign a guy like Korea, you're kind of stuck thinking, well that's now our biggest need, you know, because the outfield's locked down. You got Jordan, you got Tucker, you got Michael Brantley for another year. So you got yeah. the outfield down. Your infield's set with Bregman and Altuve and Jordan or uh, Yuli Gurriel. So you lose Correa. Your next best option is go to sign like Trevor Story. I, not that I don't think he would be great there with the Crawford boxes and he, he likes to pull the ball. Yeah. He's got a lot of pop, but. Like I said, and the, that's the other thing, too, that I think is lost in this is when you draft a guy one of one, there's no salary cap in baseball. Like, mm-hmm. it's up to the owners to decide mm-hmm. how much they're willing to spend. And obviously, there's, like, the luxury tax and whatever and, and whatnot. We don't have to get into all that, but, like, there's no salary cap. So, you right. don't have to stipend a certain amount of money to pay one player. Like, you're really – you really realistically could spend whatever you want to build the team that you want. And I think that's why you see teams like New York and – big market teams where the owners are happy to spend the money always kind of give themselves a shot. Yeah. Well, the money has to be there, of course, but these owners must have the money. It's just, you know, how much do you really have when it comes to that scheme? I think I've been so, you said we don't have to get into it and we're not going to, but I've been so undecided on how I feel about not having a salary cap in baseball. At the same time, I love it because I, I, I love it because it's good to know that there are some owners who understand like, championships are what matters in baseball winning is what matters so if we have to go out there and spend the money to get talent uh, then that's great but also i find the joy in drafting talent and developing because that's what baseball does is more important than any other sport that's why the minor leagues are a thing it's just there's two different looks on it and so it's just really how you feel about it because sometimes you look at it it's like dang it sucks if we have money like the yankees we'd be 
you know, the Yankees, but the Yankees right. have anything since 09. So it does show in both sides that money can get you a lot, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get you the ring at the end. So, well, and, and with that too, I mean, you got to think there's multiple ways to build uh, a championship team. It's not always the big market teams that, that figure it out. You look at the athletics who have, uh, who've been very good in the years past and built championship caliber teams. You look at the Royals, for that stretch where they built, um, you know, the organization from like the ground up, basically like their farm system got them all really good. I think you could even make the same case for the Astros with just, you know, um, international free agent signings yeah. and drafting players. There's Obviously, teams that still do it. The Rays are really good at it right now. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's more than one way to build the championship style team. So I, I think with the, they're not really being a salary cap. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it becomes a if it becomes a thing where these it becomes impossible to win a World Series because the big market teams are just going to pay whatever they want and no other team can compete. It's not it's not like the this is baseball. You still have to win four out of seven games. So yeah. with that being said, yeah, if it's not don't fix it. A one star player can't can't bring you the World Series. I mean, or else the Angels would win every year. So right. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of baseball. And I think everyone understands that universally, whether you like baseball or not, is definitely the most, maybe not the most, but a huge team sport. So that being said, if there's anything else you want to touch on, you know, any, any take you want to bring on before we hit this lockout or not we're already in the lockout before we wrap up the podcast, I guess, and continue to wait for the lockout to end. Uh, this is your open forum. Uh, not really. I, I think just listeners stay tuned. We got some big, Big announcements coming up, some big shows coming up that we're looking forward to, stuff still in the works. So if you guys are enjoying listening to us on a week-on-week, week-by-week basis, stay tuned. Um, we got a lot of exciting things coming your way. It's a very important truth right there by Jordan, man. We took that week off, and it, he especially got to work for us. So we're excited for where this thing's going. We've got some great things in store, like Jordan mentioned. We'll have Jacob Booth back soon. He's enjoying his vacation, and we're happy for him. But for now, I'd like to thank you all for listening to Dudes With Some Balls, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you all. Take care, guys.